over the course of the summer, we've been focusing on a number of routines or spiritual disciplines in order to help encourage you and also to equip you uh, for the care of your souls and for each one of us to care for our souls in a whole variety of, of ways. Uh, we've all had to take more personal ownership of our spiritual lives during this unique season that we're in as we haven't been able to gather in small groups or even gather in corporate worship settings like we're used to and like we often use as part of our rhythm of soul care and part of our rhythm of spiritual development. And so the, the healthy disciplines that we've been talking about are important, but they're actually not the focal point. And I want to just remind us of that again, that the focal point is all about Jesus. It's about encountering and being transformed by Jesus. And these patterns, these routines, these disciplines, these trellises, whatever you want to call them, they, they are merely a means to encounter Jesus and to be transformed by him. And I hope and pray that this summer you've been experimenting and being able to find new ways to encounter Jesus through these disciplines. As we've been focusing more on the methodologies uh, this summer than we have about content. Well, today I have the opportunity to share with you about journaling. And it's the, the last segment in our Summer of Soul Care series. And I, I get to tell you a little bit about the practice of journaling and what it's meant in, in my life. And uh, I recognize and I know that not everybody's a journaler. I, I get that. Um, I often have thought of myself as more of a sporadic journaler, but I actually am probably more of a journaler than I, than I really realized. Um, and so today I want to just share a little bit about journaling uh, in my own experience in more of a descriptive way and just encourage you to take from it what is helpful for you and to try to apply uh, what is meaningful uh, in your own spiritual life. Well, as I said, I'm, I'm a little bit more of a journaler than I thought I was as I, I thought, well, I don't journal very often. And then I went into my shelves and I started to look at, at what I had for journals and I had way more than I actually thought I did. So this was the, kind of the stack that I, I came up with and that I dug out of my, my cupboards and uh, the various places that they were. Uh, this is my first journal. This is the first one, black one, rather uh, thin. Uh, the first entry in this journal is from uh, December 1989. I was 24 years old. I was six months into figuring out what it means to be married. And uh, so this journal played a role in my life at that time. And uh, it was uh, a journal that carried me actually all the way through to 2004. So that tells you I was a sporadic journaler during this season of my life. Uh, this thin little black one covered 15 years of my life. I mean, I had Four kids in that time, obviously got married, uh, changed careers a number of times, became a pastor, was a pastor for three years. For whatever reason, I didn't have a lot to write about, or maybe I was just too busy and I had no time to write. I don't know. But this was uh, one of the first uh, journals. So I went back to one of the first entries, and this was at the start of 1990, and I was setting some goals for the year. And I, I just want to read you my, my first goal in the area of spirituality. I said, in spending time with God, I want to develop a consistency and regular journaling, at least two entries per week and continue from there. Obviously, that didn't happen. 15 years right here. Then I moved to this journal, uh, much thicker, uh, hardcover. You could hurt people with this one. And I, I, it seemed like I wanted to get serious about journaling. And uh, I want to read you the first entry from this journal uh, in January 19th, uh, 2004. It says this, it seems an ominous thing to be starting a new journal. The last one, actually the only one uh, I have done, lasted me 15 years of coverage. I wonder how many years uh, this one will cover and what all events and journeys with God will be included in that. 
It seems appropriate to be starting out with a new journal on this historic day for me, as today is my first day as the lead pastor of Forest Grove Community Church. So this was the journal that started when I began, when Harry Strauss and I switched roles, and I began the journey of a lead pastor. Now what's interesting is I was looking through it, uh, it went to about there, about quarter, and then all of this is blank. So obviously it was too heavy, too big, and I abandoned it because it was just way too much to carry around. And then I went into the smaller journals and went into these spiral journals, which were much smaller, uh, called real life journals. And uh, these were helpful for me because they were easier to carry around. And uh, what I ended up doing was these actually picked up the pace of, of writing because I have about one of these for every year for the next 16 years. So. Obviously, being the lead pastor caused way more stress in my life, and I had a lot more to write about or something like that. So, anyways, I don't want you to be too impressed with that. That's not the goal or the point. Uh, some of my journaling is is pretty uh, light and kind of everyday kind of stuff. Here's uh, one of my more recent journals. It's an orange one. I like the color of it, and it was given to me. Uh, but oftentimes, my journals aren't that deep. Sometimes, I design things. There's a deck chair that I'm designing, uh, and uh, so I do that in my journals. Um, another time I found this, uh, here's a scorecard for Yahtzee. Um, you'll notice that we tied on the first game, Lisa and I, and then I won the second game. Um, but that was some of the things along with much more deeper things in that journal. And then this one here is my most recent one, the one that I'm currently in. I went back to basic black, a little bit smaller, uh, but this is now the journal that I'm using for this this year so the point is is obviously journaling journaling has been a part of my life in lots of different ways maybe more than I realize and actually even in this last week it's been really uh, fun and encouraging for me to go back and to read some of the entries from the various years and the different journals and it's it's really helped me kind of rethink about how this has played a role in my spiritual life and in my own soul care so I want to just share with you today three things of how journaling has helped me in my own spiritual life and first of all, it's helped me to process my faith. That's been the most foundational thing about journaling, that it, it, it has helped me to integrate all the aspects of my life in, in ways of writing it down. It's helped me to process my own story in the context of God's story. It's helped me to write down things and process the things that God is saying to me through Scripture. It's helped me to process and write down the things that I just have sensed and felt uh, that the Holy Spirit is saying to me through the whispers of God in one way or another. Uh, journals have been a way that I've been able to help process my pain. Also ways that I've been able to process joy in life. And so whether it's highs or lows, whatever it is, it's helped me to integrate my everyday life, my work life, my family life uh, into my spiritual life. And so with all these things that I have processed, whether it's from parenting to marriage to job transitions to decisions to challenges, I mean, you name it, all of those reflections and thoughts, so many of them are in my journals in one way or another and it's it's helped me to process my faith and to integrate my my will my mind my body uh, and my soul and so that's been really significant for me one of the primary things i write about in my journal is about scripture and i as i engage in scripture day by day i write down maybe a phrase that stands out for me or a word or just some aspect that god is teaching me through the scripture that i'm reading and so uh, journaling through scripture has been really significant for me. And sometimes I come back to passages over and over again. And even as I've gone through my journals, I see certain ones that pop up again and again as I continue to process that passage uh, in my life.
and process my faith. Uh, one of those scripture passages is Matthew 13, and it's uh, the parable that Jesus teaches about the parable of the soils, you might call it. And uh, it's really, as I was reading it again and looking in my journals about it, it's really a parable of our soul. And that's what Jesus is teaching about, is what does the soil of our soul look like? So I just want to read uh, that scripture for you. Matthew 13, it says this. He says, listen, a farmer went out to plant some seeds. As he scattered them across his field, some seeds fell on a footpath, and the birds came and ate them. Other seeds fell on the shallow soil with underlying rock. The seeds sprouted quickly because the soil was shallow. But the plants soon wilted under the hot sun. Since they didn't have deep roots, they died. Other seed fell among the thorns that grew up and choked out the tender plants. And still other seeds fell on fertile soil, and they produced a crop that was 30, 60, and even 100 times as much as it had been planted. Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. And then Jesus goes on and he quotes from the prophet Isaiah. And he talks about how the people of Israel, like us also, should, uh, how we often hear, but we don't actually understand. We're often looking and seeing, but we, we don't really see what God is intending. And the reason is, is that people's hearts have been hardened. We, they can become callous in one way or another. And then when that happens, you don't really see and you don't really hear. And Jesus is using this parable to explain that. And he goes on and he gives the explanation in Matthew 13. And he says this. Now listen to the explanation of the parable about the farmer planting seeds. The seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message about the kingdom and don't understand it. Then the evil one comes and snatches away the seed that was planted in their hearts. The seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy. But since they don't have deep roots, they don't last long. They fall away as soon as they have problems or are persecuted for believing God's word. The seed that fell among the thorns represents those who hear God's word, but all too quickly the message is crowded out by the worries of this life and the lure of wealth, so no fruit is produced. The seed that fell on good soil represents those who truly hear and understand God's word and produce a harvest of 30, 60, or even 100 times as much as has been planted. And so that's a passage that you could journal about and process for a long time. I know that I have. Um, just think of that line, the message is crowded out by the worries of this life and the lure of wealth, so no fruit is produced. That's a powerful statement that is worth processing uh, in our own lives. So you see, good soil is about a soul that can hear and see and respond in obedience to God. And so he can produce growth. And so journaling gives you a routine to process and to do some of that soil care or soul care that we've been talking about so that God can transform our lives. So the first point of journaling for me is that it helps to process my faith. The second thing that I would say is that it helps me to be more precise in my prayer life. Uh, I like to use a physical journal with uh, just using a pen and paper. It, it gets me away from the digital technology uh, even though I, I use my, a Bible app regularly and I even like to read on a Kindle most of the time. But, but when it comes to journaling and processing things, I like to write with pen and paper. There's, there's something about uh, actually having something go from our, our head and our hearts through our hand and onto a piece of paper that makes us be more precise. There's so much about our faith and so often uh, so many things about our prayer life that can be very vague and very general. And when we use a journal to help us in our prayer life, it can help us to be more precise uh, in that way. And so for me, even over this last year, I've been using a journal as I've been processing the Lord's Prayer and kind of working through phrase by phrase the Lord's Prayer and journaling about that for myself and in my own life. Um, I also have pages in the front of my journal that are place markers and that give me some 
things to remind myself and to look at that uh, help me to see. So even on the front of my journal, I have a place here where I've actually drawn a map of the road that I live on with all the neighbors that I have that live all around me in terms of where I live. And earlier on in the first months of, of COVID, I went around and I, I brought a, pe a loaf of bread to each of our neighbors and just to connect with them and say, hey, how are you doing? Um, and just to talk with them again and to uh, ask how I can pray for them. And then what I've done since then is just drawn this map and I have all their houses and all the names of my neighbors. And so having that in my journal and going back to that on a regular basis helps me to pray for my neighbors by name and to remember uh, things that they shared with me and things that I can be praying for. Uh, and so journaling helps me to be more precise in our prayer life if we use it in different ways. And so then lastly, uh, journaling helps me to remember the past. It helps me to remember the past so that I can keep moving forward in faith towards the future. And, you know, I, I have a bad memory. And as I get into the older stage of life, it only gets worse, it seems. Uh, but just like Moses and David and Mary and so many people of faith that we read about in Scripture who, who wrote down things about what God had done in their lives and who maybe they wrote songs or poetry, or they, they, but they record things that we have in Scripture now, they are reminders to them and to us about God's faithfulness. God's faithfulness in the moment so that we can keep moving forward into the future, whatever the future has for us, because we can see that God is faithful. You know, I was reading uh, one of my journals the other day and, and uh, looking back uh, through the course of the years. And I was looking back at that time when I had just entered pastoral ministry, when I first came to this church, to Forest Grove Community Church. And it was a line that I read, or that I wrote, actually, in April of 2000. I'd just been offered and accepted the role of the youth and young adults pastor uh, at the church. And I was going through what you might call buyer's remorse. And I was struggling and uh, anxious and really struggling with this call to ministry and thinking, what have I done? And so I had been processing things in my journal. And then in the midst of that emotional turmoil, there was this line, and I just read it again the other day. And I wrote this over 20 years ago. And it said this, but God has been faithful. And God met me in my weakness and showed me encouragement and hope and started to develop a vision for leadership in Forest Grove that, has, that only has access through brokenness. You know, I forgot all about that line. I forgot all about God reminding me of that and showing me that until I read it the other day. And then I remembered how true that's been and how it's actually been part of my story for all of these years. And so it's been a word of encouragement from the Lord to me again this week because I journaled about it. I journaled about that moment 20 years ago and was reminded of that, of God's faithfulness. And so as you go uh, into this week, I pray that you would be encouraged and that you would consider journaling as part of your soul care plan, that it might become one of the disciplines or routines that you put in your life um, and that you would maybe even just take a risk, find a journal and, and just begin and just start in however God leads you to start. Uh, maybe you're somebody who's been really inconsistent and sporadic in your journaling and you need to just kind of re-engage and recommit and, and get involved again and start writing again. Maybe you're somebody who does it regularly and I just pray that God will continue to bless you and help you to see new things as God continues to transform you. So be encouraged. Um, God meets us where we're at and God only desires that the soil of our hearts, the soul care of our hearts would be transformed and that we would tend to those things through these spiritual disciplines so that he can continue to change us and cause things to grow. And journaling might just be a really helpful piece uh, for you in that part of your journey. So I'd encourage you to join me this Wednesday at our Zoom meeting. 
Uh, we're going to talk uh, more about the role that journaling can play in your life and the role that it's played in my life. And I'd really encourage you to, to sign up and join that. And to conclude, I just want to close in a word of prayer for you before we have uh, a time of worship. Let me pray. So Lord, I just thank you so much for your love for us. Thank you that you care for our souls. Uh, thank you, Lord, for even this parable that Jesus taught about the condition of the soil of our lives, or what might be referred to as the soul of our lives. And Lord, I pray that you would help us to cultivate fertile soil. And God, that we would incorporate these disciplines, not in a legalistic way or out of guilt or anything else, but God, in a way that we just desire to know you, Jesus, and that you would help us to encounter you in meaningful and deep and transforming ways. So God, would you just bless and encourage each one that's listening here today? And may you help us to consider how journaling might play a part of reminding us of how we can process our faith, how we can be precise in our prayers, and, and how we can also um, just understand more of, of what you've done in the past and remember your faithfulness in our lives. So God, we praise you and we give you thanks. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you this week. You unravel me with a melody you surround me with a song of deliverance from my enemies till all my fears are gone i'm no longer slave to fear I am a child of God I'm no longer a slave to fear I am a child of God From my mother's womb have chosen me love has called my name I've been born again into your family your blood flows through my veins I'm no longer slave to fear child of God. No, I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God.
drowned in perfect love You rescued me so I could stand and sing I am a child of God You split the sea so I could walk right through it My fears were drowned in perfect love You rescued me so child of God. 